0: Bonjour, film lovers! Did you know that you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify,
1: and Stitcher Radio? We also have a website, realnerdspodcast.com, where you can find cool articles and other ways to listen to the podcast. You can also follow us on social,
0: Facebook at Real Nerds podcast, and Twitter and Instagram at Real Nerds. You can also call us at 7206nerds5. We will listen to it, we will play it, and we will probably commentate on it. Also email us at realnerds at gmail.com.
1: Anyway, enjoy the episode. I'm Andre Gower. And I'm Ryan Lambert. And you're listening to Real Nerds Podcast.
0: Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Pop Culture Con. Coming to you next year in 2020. I think they said May, right?
1: Next year 2021.
0: 2021. Whatever.
1: Yeah, May, I think. Probably. Everything's
0: the same. It sucks. I, I was thinking in... um So every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. Except for the last, like, 12 weeks, when we've been going back in time to watch movies because of coronavirus. This week... Uh, Evan suggested that we do a listener, Jason X. So we will really be talking about Jason X.
1: Why Jason X? What, what was his?
0: Oh, so remember last week I was just doing um, clues for walk hard um, or how James calls it. Sucks hard. The do the shitty do Sh- co- we
1: shitty cock story, shitty
0: cock story. Um, and so I put up this one where there was a machete and um, I forget what the other clue was. And he says, I'm pretty sure this is Walk Hard, but I keep on hoping it's Jason X. <laughs> so uh, we decided to do Jason X as a suggestion.
1: But of all the Friday 13th movies, why Jason X?
0: Uh, you know, it's interesting. They, uh, I did ask people to tell me their thoughts about it. We did get some replies about it. Um, so I'll share those when we get to the Jason X portion of our film. Um, yeah, so we'll play the trailer for you and we'll talk about the film. Um, we also talk about movies that are coming out, movie news, uh, movies we've been watching. And I'm only with Brad today. Yeah. But we're in the same room.
1: Yeah, we're at uh, no, no Zoom this week.
0: No Zoom. So that's why you're like, man, this sounds really good this week.
1: <laughs> Remember what this show used to sound like? Yeah, and there's also a companion piece. Brad and I also
0: did a commentary for Jason X. So look for that. Yeah, uh, sorry about the pauses in it. Uh, they, it's it's a, not a deep film. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, walking around.
1: Yeah. Um, People so, just staring at things and looking scared. And it's
0: funny, I read my Crystal Lakes memories and I watched the Blu-ray so I'm like I'm going to have some trivia, and then I realized twenty minutes of the movie, I'm out of the trivia.
1: I know you came out like right out of the gate with all yeah. this background knowledge on the movie, and then there was still another sixty minutes of the yeah, movie I'm to like, go. Fuck!
0: <laughs> I, was, I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll have something to talk about, and then there's lots of walking around.
1: Yeah,
0: um, but yeah, we'll talk about that. Brad, how was your week?
1: Uh, I was up for most of it doing work, um, but other than that, you know, there's still not much to do outside of the house. No, nope, not really. And it's only getting worse because people can't be wear bothered masks. to uh, wear masks <laughs> or wear any kind of or just act preventatively in any way. So, uh, yeah,
0: it's um, it's a bummer because two weeks ago I said, oh, I was so excited because I saw a trailer for Tenant and it said in theaters, July 31st. And I go, oh, man, this is really going to happen. And now they just released another trailer that says in theaters, August 12th
1: yeah I I was excited I I was expecting like yeah maybe this July thing will actually pan out it seems Mm -hmm. like people are being responsible like even businesses are buying into you know changing their rules and making it more accommodating and then you know assholes just sit around being like no no it goes against my freedom Yeah. and then here we are you know movies are still getting pushed back and
0: it's going to be six months as the longest I think I've gone since I could go to movies by myself like drive myself without seeing a movie in theaters.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was looking, I have my spreadsheet of like what I watch each year. Sorry. I was about to sneeze. That's right. Um, and then I just popped it open for like the first time in three months. Cause I went to the drive-in, right? Yeah. So I went to enter the data and just was like, God, film explosion 2020 is going to be awful. <laughs> uh, well,
0: the only thing we can hope is that, uh, there's going to open at the end of July and then, There'll be a movie every week.
1: I don't think it's gonna be July. I think it's gonna get pushed back again, just because the numbers are getting like even worse than before it was. Before.
0: Yeah, it's well. There's always there's it's weird. Like right now is really weird because in Colorado we did have a lot of cases, but the hospitalizations and deaths keep going down. So I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for Cause you because
1: one of the we're one of the few states that's actually doing taking it seriously. Yeah but, so, yeah, but
0: it's because I, I, I mean, I was on, was I on Instagram or Facebook earlier, but Walt Disney World has in Florida has a video about them coming back and it's how they're coming back and they're welcoming everybody back. Cause that opens next week as Walt Disney World does. So they're trying to use them all because they've been doing it in, um, you know, Shanghai and to this week, I think Tokyo Disneyland opened.
1: Yeah. But, like the rest and, of the world has their shit together, yeah, and
0: so. um it's working, so I don't know, I don't have an answer,
1: yeah it's it's, it's a bummer i was I was hoping we would have got over this, yeah, me too, by now, but I don't know, I don't have an answer keep people keep resisting, and it's only gonna get worse,
0: so I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing, yeah, and
1: um, I'm really the, anxious to make something that's yeah. like really like i can I can survive not going to the theater,
0: yeah, it's good, thanks, buddy.
1: Um, I can survive like not going to theater for a few more months, but like making things like,
0: you know, my biggest annoyance with the whole thing is it seems like it because I don't drink and I don't smoke marijuana and I don't do that stuff like a lot of. So my vices were taken away. So I couldn't go to comic stores. You know, I couldn't go to Best Buy. I can't go bowling. I I can't go bowling or, you know, or. You know, Best Buy, sure you can do the curbside pickup, but I know you're like me, how many times just go into Best Buy and look around to see if something catches your eye or
1: Yeah, like I'm not on like my finger's not on the pulse of everything that I like. So yeah. kind of being in the store and like looking at the shelf kind of keeps me informed of what my interests are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean I went to have you been to Twist and Shout?
1: Uh no, but I've been to like a lot of comic book stores and toy stores.
0: Yeah, so Twist and Shout is pretty hardcore. So Kelly and I went there last week and when their doors are locked but when you walk up like man can you get in and then some guy came to the front door and they only allow about i think 10 people in the store at a time one because their aisles are really narrow right and i get it um and they're just trying to keep people safe you have to have a mask and i just wish everybody would do that so we could get over this um it's just that's what only drives me crazy about it is if everybody would just play ball for a couple weeks, then this would go away.
1: It's like your country asks so little, little of you. Exactly. like like in my 38 years of life, like this is the toughest thing I've had to like serve my country for.
0: Yeah. Well, that too. And it's, it it, it gets aggravating too. I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on because right now it's always trying to divide. You're either super left or you're super right. There's, and I'd say 90%, 80% of the people in the world are, you know, right in the middle and it's the 1% on the left and the 1% on the right that are the crazy ones, because I want to tell people like on the right where you don't want to wear a mask and you're telling everybody to fuck yourself. And then the people on the left that are saying you're, you know, defund defund this, do this, do that. Uh, I hate the government. The only reason you can do all this stuff is because you live in America. You know, you could go to places like China where they don't let you out or Italy, like you could not leave your home. You know what I mean? It, it's, a, it's a really big double edged sword where people think their freedoms are being trampled on and they're really not. Yeah. It's, you know, like I said, you could be in Italy where they don't let you out of your house.
1: Yeah. You're like the, the, government's not, the government's not breaking into your house and executing you because you're not exactly. wearing a mask. Yeah.
0: And, and I mean, in places like China, that would read stories where they'd find someone who had coronavirus and they would track them down. And I don't know what happened to them. Yeah. But you know, you're there. we are literally asking very little of you. Like you can still go out. Yeah. Just to wear a mask.
1: Yeah, like you can't do extravagant like non-essential things, but, but yeah. you, you can still get what you need to survive.
0: You can st- like now, I mean now I can go to comic stores and go to Best Buy. Yeah. And here's the thing is um it's annoying to wear a mask when I go into Target, when I go into Best Buy, but I still do it. Yeah. Because
1: the effort's so little, it's so
0: little, and I don't want to get coronavirus. <laughs> I really don't.
1: I don't care if I get it. I care if I give it to someone else and it kills them. So, oh, no,
0: <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, it's just you know. But anyways, enough negative stuff.
1: Yeah. So yeah, we're 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 still doing. Yeah. Um, no, it's nerdemic. I I never envisioned the nerdemic post would have been <laughs> labeled this like this for this long. So, I I should have planned ahead I, know, I didn't
0: think it was going to go this long either honestly I was thinking
1: like maybe I should have put the movies at the end of the titles when I was putting them out so it doesn't look like but part of the idea was that it would show you know when you go back through the catalog just how yeah how much it affected the you podcast can always, you can
0: always Adam. yeah if you want <laughs> something you want to do
1: <laughs> there's also you know I think 300 episodes that aren't even posted to the site yet so I should probably do that first Um. so yeah uh, we're we're still watching stuff from home, like Jason X.
0: Yeah, but I, I have written a lot more articles lately. God,
1: I gotta fix that too.
0: Like, uh, some days I've posted two. Uh, because we don't watch movies throughout the week. But first, there is movie stuff you can do around town. And Brad's gonna take us there. Brad, take us around town.
1: Hey, film buddies. Follow me around Denver. Yeah, I guess uh, you can actually go see new movies at the drive-in. Yeah. Um, Let's see. The 88 drive-in is um, currently showing... I don't know when this episode is going to air because we're already one behind. (laughs) But uh, as of this recording, they're showing Ghostbusters, um, Bloodshot, and Jumanji, the next level.
0: And that's all on one screen.
1: All on one screen, yep. That's the 88 drive-in. on Rosemary in Denver. The holiday twin drive in in Fort Collins is doing Ghostbusters and The Force Awakens.
0: That's pretty cool. That'd be a good double feature.
1: Yeah, I'll talk about it later.
0: I know. I was up there, but I didn't do it.
1: I know. <laughs> um what are you gonna do? And yeah, drive ins are where it's at. So
0: Yeah, so I haven't been to drive in in so long. Do you tune into a radio station to get the audio?
1: Yep. Um yeah the the holiday twin has two screens mm-hmm. um oh shoot, actually, I forgot the second screen on the holiday twin is something else oh well,
0: <laughs> and so do they have um do you have to park like one spot then the next spot's empty and yeah then the next spot
1: they've got the the post where the speakers used to be mm-hmm. that you would pull off the box and put on the side of your your window um those boxes are gone, but they have like pink flags on them Mm. so if it's like a pink flag you park on like the left side of the speaker if it's not flagged you park on the right and so that keeps everyone everyone staggered so once there you would fit two cars two cars between the posts Mm. now they pretty much just put you between you know one
0: so how do you watch them do you sit in your front seat and watch through the windshield
1: i i do the facing forward most people flip the car around and like lay in the back um and if you lay in the back they give you like ropes to tie your 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 hatch down so it doesn't block yeah. the screen for people, um, but I find in a lot of cases just the car itself. If you're, if someone's in front of you, like last night, a quarter of the entire screen was blocked just from mm-hmm. like the left side of someone's car, just because you know the the whole the grade of the lot isn't yeah. flat. So
0: good job, buddy! A siren head.
1: You're gonna you're gonna be an apple.
0: Oh look, There's a siren head on the top.
1: Kellen is showing us his uh, plans for his Halloween costume. So
0: there's this new thing. So you know how Slenderman is like an internet? Mm. So now there's a game where it's called Siren Head, where he's this big walking thing that has sirens on his head.
2: He's way bigger than Slenderman. He is. Way bigger. He's
0: way bigger. You're right.
1: Like Kaiju big.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's like 30 feet tall. Wow. Okay, cool So we just got a lesson on Siren Head I just learned about Siren
1: Head today Yes it's the thing that exists He's terrifying
0: And he makes this sound <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Kellen, come make the Siren Head sound For people listening Gotta be honest, it sounded like what you did <laughs> No, so that's Siren Head And it's really scary
2: like
1: this whoa
0: that's kind of creepy that's creepy
1: so yes they're open on the weekdays <laughs> okay cool. Uh, although sometimes they close on low traffic days like mondays or wednesdays so you just got to keep up with it
0: yeah so can you still get snacks there or they shut the can their snacks stuff down too
1: uh yeah actually um the snack bar. I know some drive-ins have like if there's smaller snack bars, they're closed, but both of ours here, the holiday and the 88, they're open. Um, like the, the holiday actually has like veggie burgers. Really? Do
0: you have to, so do you have to order it online beforehand or do you just walk up and keep social distancing?
3: Uh,
1: the 88, um, sadly people were just like shoulder to shoulder, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, in their, in their, uh, their lobby. But, uh, the holiday twin actually does have a, Online ordering system, oh, cool. although I like it wasn't working for me, so I was able to say like, "Hey, this isn't working. Can I just order from the window?" Oh, nice. So they they also have like a outdoor bar, huh? Um, like one of those portable like bar on wheels things. Sure. Um, and they also have like a separate um, like trailer that has merchandise, and then uh, I had the shaved ice. Um, so they have a lot of variety uh, there with. Their food options.
0: So you can still enjoy movies and still enjoy snacks. Yeah.
1: And they, yeah, the idiot has like popcorn and nice prepackaged hot dogs and they make the pizzas on like condom man. I do miss
0: popcorn. Like I make it here all the time.
1: Yeah. I was early on in the quarantine, I bought a bunch of like store popcorn and I was going to do a real nerd segment of testing like which one's <laughs> the closest to actual movie theater popcorn but I ended up eating the popcorn before I even got around to it. So, yeah. So
0: we, um, uh, here, my wife and I, we actually make popcorn on the stove. We don't do microwave anymore. And we use real kernels. Yeah. uh, And you think it's kind of a pain in the butt. It's actually really easy. And now I've done it so many times. I even think about it. Super easy. Isn't
1: the hard part just covering them. So they don't just shoot out. And yeah. So we have
0: the, her grandmother or her mother gave us her grandmother's, uh, pots she had. And we have this one that's like a perfect size, And it, um, yeah, so we use real butter, salt, it's delicious. Nice. So yeah, that's what happened around town. Um, movie news is really just one really sad thing happened this week. It's real news. Uh, so I'll, I'll just start with something kind of silly. Um, Tom Cruise is going to be able to skip quarantine and start shooting Mission Impossible 7 right away. And my guess is because when this happened, he probably self-quarantined himself because he's so focused on doing his job. And, I mean, he probably lives on a huge ranch somewhere, and he can still work out and doesn't really affect him too much. So, yeah. And mission, plus,
1: you know, he can always outrun the coronavirus. Totally. Or if he does get it, he can afford to cure himself. Exactly. So. <laughs> it probably
0: won't affect him. Yeah. He'll probably be one of those guys that you read about where he gets and he doesn't even know he has it. Because, um, I mean, he is, is over 50 but he doesn't look like it and he's in the better shape than 90% of the people in the world.
1: Tom Hanks is okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. He recovered
0: and he put out a message and he said, "Is like, put on your damn masks. And I mean, he, him and his wife both were suffered pretty bad from it. So
1: yeah. Tom Hanks tells you to do something. You do it. Oh, you totally do it. He's America's dad. Or else son, Tom Cruise after you.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of stuff are starting to ramp up production. Um, I know Avatar can start shooting in New Zealand because New Zealand has, like, two con- coronavirus cases. So they're going to let them fly in. They have to wait, like, ten days, and then they can start shooting. Um, Mission Possible starting to shoot. Uh, Shang-Chi, uh, the Marvel movie, is going to start shooting. And if I, I remember reading right, uh, the new Spider-Man movie is going to start shooting at the end of the month. So eventually they're going to start making movies again and make it safe
1: but I don't want to watch them on my phone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I really don't really need theaters. I know I miss it. bad.
1: Or drive-ins. I no. Drive-ins. Is...
0: I, 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 I have a feeling theaters will open in August because now they're shutting down everything again and then they're going to open them up and hopefully it'll start crashing again and people will be responsible. Who knows? All we can do is hope. All we can do is hope. But the real bummer is, is someone who Brad and I, uh, loved the work of. Uh, Carl Reiner passed away um, this week at the age of 98. Two years away from the century, Mark. Yeah, and it's crazy because I, he they said he died of natural causes. so well, I'm guessing when you get 98, eventually you might just go to sleep and not wake up. I mean, I understand that. Um, but, you know, he was always so active on Twitter and Instagram, and he was always really funny.
1: Um, he was hanging out with Mel Brooks for his birthday, like, yeah, a couple well, days ago.
0: I, I heard that he, like, his... The night before he died, he had hot dogs and watched Jeopardy with Mel Brooks and then like, went to bed and passed away. Dang. But, you know, 98 Years is a great run. And not only is it a great run, but he's really funny. Um, his legacy will live forever. Uh, I mean, Brad and I love him, obviously, from the Dick Van Dyke show. Yep. And when he passed away, I watched uh, Coast to Coast Loudmouth because he's amazing in that episode. It's the episode where Laura goes on to this game show, and she announces to the world that Alan Brady is bald. On Alan, accident. Yeah, on, on accident. But Alan Brady is Rob Petrie's, her husband's boss, and he's incredibly narcissistic. He's incredibly vain. And uh, when they found out he wore a toupee, he lost his mind. And uh, the, I, I love when he's sitting and talking to his toupees. Uh, I don't know if we can dig up that clip. But I'm guessing it's somewhere that people could
1: listen to it. Let me uh, dig through this uh, file folder of clips I have. Yep. Oh, I'm going to pull this out. Put this in the in the machine. Cool.
4: Alice. <laughs> there she is. There's the little lady who puts you out of business. <laughs> Your husband's going to let you take the rap all by yourself, huh?
3: Oh, no,
2: no, Alan, if Rob knew that I was here, he'd kill me.
4: Good, I'll call him. No, no, Alan,
2: please. Rob, uh, as you know, Alan, I... You see, when I... Will it... What? 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 How's your foot?
4: How does it look? Uh, oh! <coughs> Ooh. Ah! What are you doing here? Well, I... If you like to see ruins, why don't you go to Greece? Alan, well,
2: you're, you're not ruined, really.
4: First my leg, then my hair. What are you after, my liver? Well, Alan,
2: I, I came to apologize and, and to tell you personally that I'd like to try to explain. Explain
4: what? you got a big mouth. I do, I know,
2: I know, Alan.
4: If you wanted a free rotisserie or a dryer, I would have gotten
2: a you. I would have gotten your house, a show place. Oh, Alan, you don't have to do that. Alan, could I say
4: something? You got more to say? Uh,
2: Well, I've been thinking, Alan, and... Well, for instance, I think you look very nice without your... uh... Hair? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, and... Well, for instance... Now, I'm not saying this just because I'm in trouble, Alan, although goodness knows I am.
4: Oh, yes. (laughs) But
3: believe me,
2: sincerely, Alan, really sincerely, and you can ask anybody, I have always said that I like you so much better without your... uh, it's hair, hair. You didn't have any trouble saying
4: it on television. When did you ever see me without my hair?
2: Well, a couple of times. Uh, remember the time on your boat when you fell overboard?
4: You bumped into me.
2: No, no, you tripped over Rob.
4: Hear that, fellas? The whole family's after me. The time in
2: the hospital when you had your tonsils out. Yeah, so? Well, I remember telling Rob, and I told him to tell you. D- did he ever tell you? Because I told him to tell you how very nice and natural and warm you look that way.
4: Sure, like a father figure, right?
2: Oh, no. No, Alan, just the opposite.
4: A bold mother figure? No.
3: Alan, no, Alan,
2: like a very mature, warm, real person.
4: A little more snow in here, we can ski.
2: Alan, I really like your hair. Not on. <laughs>
4: This is so... Why didn't you tell me this in private?
2: Well, I just didn't feel it was
4: my place. No, your place is on network
2: television. <laughs> Alan, it was an
4: accident. An accident? So it was Custer's last stand. You want a scalp to hang on your belt?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: this is a cute one. I had this one made so people will say, Alan is losing his hair. Would you like that one? Or would you like a crew cut one that I had made for the summer? Oh, this one, Mike. Alan, you need a haircut. Huh? Would you like these? What what, what do you su- what do you suggest I do with all of these now,
2: huh? Well uh, there must be some needy bald people. <laughs>
0: it's such a great moment. I, I love when he says, Well, boys. And but even before that, I mean that's I think that's season four, um, or maybe five, but that's really when uh he started appearing on camera as Alan Brady and seeing his face.
1: Yeah. I think season three, he's in it, but like he's in a chair with his back to the camera. Yeah.
0: Well, season three too. I think it has a one, uh, the holiday special, but he's wearing a Santa Claus outfit. So you mm-hmm. can't really see him. Yeah. And that's a great moment too, where they're all singing. Alan Brady, <laughs> buddy, so um, but I, I love that moment. And he is so smart. He's more of a, uh, writer and kind of behind the scenes comic guy, but he did direct some movies. Uh, I mean, I think maybe the jerk is his most popular one. Uh, but uh, you know, yeah. just announced that they're going to put out one that he wrote and Dick Van Dyke starred in and he directed as well. Um, I don't know what it's about, but I pre-ordered it because Dick Van Dyke and Carl Reiner. Um, but yeah, it's sad, but 98 years, that's a pretty good run.
1: Yeah. And he was working since his twenties. So he was in the show business for 80 of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that that's what's crazy is you you know, he, went through everything in show business because you think back and I mean, I, I was looking to Dick Van Dyke's the only surviving member of Dick Van Dyke show now. Yeah. But, um, you go back and you think even in like 1961, Dick Van Dyke was like 38, you know? So he's already like almost 40 and same with Carl Reiner. And then they lived another almost 60 years from the debut of the show.
1: Yeah. Is Millie's, I thought Millie was still alive. No,
0: she died a couple years ago. Wow. And Gilbert, Dick um, Van Dyke's the Highlander. Yeah. And it was, it was actually kind of touching like, uh, cause Dick Van Dyke isn't crazy active on social media. And when Carl Reiner passed away, I, he put out a video and talked about how much he meant to him. And what I think's great is Dick Van Dyke still does performance. Well, he did when before coronavirus. So Dick stay home.
1: <laughs> Dick was doing those uh, Bernie Sanders ads. Yeah,
0: he was, <laughs> um, I mean, he did Mary Poppins returns last year um, for being 95. He still moves pretty well. And I think that's, he's always active. So hopefully he'll be around for a few more years. And, um, but it, it is sad because it was kind of out of left field. You know, you just take for granted these people um, that have been around. Well, when you think about it, cause I mean, we watched, so our movie of the week is Jason X. That movie is 20 years old. I remember going to theaters to see that or, you know, I'm watching a Schwarzenegger movie, and it's from '85. And you go, "This is almost 40 years old," and it, they don't seem like they're that old because I think they're just such a part of your life.
1: Yeah, uh, like I was watching Force Awakens last night, right? And Harrison Ford, you know, he's what 70ish he's well, in his he's 70s, 80s, in his almost
0: something like that.
1: But just 20 years ago, he still seemed young.
0: Yeah, it, it is interesting because when I, I the last film I saw in theaters was Call of the Wild, and he's great in it. But he still, he looks old. You know what I, if that yeah. makes sense, like it's he's, just, he looks old.
1: I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's just weird. It just felt like us and those people just seem so young forever.
0: Yeah. Well, cause I mean, even, uh, you know, the last crusade that's 89. So yeah. that's over 30 years ago. So he was in his forties then, but he doesn't look like it. He still looks like yeah. a young dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Um, But, yeah, Carl Reiner was great. Uh, He'll be missed. You know, uh, um, but the good thing, if there is a good thing, always silver lining with this, is he was always a good dude. His work will always live on. And you don't have to feel bad watching it like sometimes you do when you watch, you know, like Woody Allen or something. You know, you can watch Carl Reiner and know that he was a good dude and he was funny and he made people laugh and that's aren't, aren't, aren't a legacy I think anybody would want. want.
3: Mm-hmm. What his hands look like.
0: Cool. So yeah, anything to add to Carl Reiner?
1: Um, yeah, Carl Reiner also had hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just did, you know, I love the Dick Van Dyke show or redo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think He was the first person i heard from that said like write what you know yeah um and i i've I've used that since like great advice i've written a lot of you know thunderbolt is not (laughs) something i know but
0: you know what entertains you so if that entertains you like uh jean-claude van damme's damn van your style is more over the top
1: well it's it's an homage to things i do know which is watching movies so yeah
0: but the over-the-top stuff, that's
1: realize you got another cat back there, yeah,
0: kind of the absurdist humor, yeah, I think is what you know, and you know how to write that, you know how to. Make but, I would, it work. but I wouldn't
1: write like you know, a and slavery I, biopic, right? Yeah, or
0: like an adaptation, like your take on Hamlet. But yeah, no,
1: and I you, wouldn't write someone else's experience, I guess.
0: Yeah, and if you want to get inspired, you know, that's great that you brought that up. If you have the Blu-rays, the DVD, they have interviews with him, and he talks about the process, and he's so fun to listen to. And the commentaries, like, I love the commentaries on the Dick Van Dyke show. First, him recording them, I think they're for the DVDs, and they poured them over for the Blu-ray. But still, that was, you know, probably 50 years after he made, or 45 years after he wrote the show. And he still was razor sharp. Yeah. He had a great memory.
1: That's the other thing, is, like, for 80, or 98, he was still, like, you could talk to... Like, some people, when they get old, there's, like, a delay. Yeah. Um, or they they don't comprehend what you're really saying. Yeah. Um, if you ever talked to a, like an older person, like that happens, but he seemed like, you know, he had the, like the, uh, mental capacity of like a fresh 20 year old. It was,
0: but too, you know, yeah, it's, it's a bummer, but he'll always, but yeah, it's on. like
1: when you're that old, like it's you, not that surprising.
0: No, it, it, it's, I mean, I guess if I had to pick a way to pass away, it'd be eating hot dogs and then going to bed and just not waking up. I mean, I don't think there's anything, you know, (laughs) that's not a bad way to go. (laughs) No. You know, and uh, so good, uh, good career. Good dude. Um, You should really seek out the Dick Van Dyke show. I mean, I I saw it on Nick at Night was the first time I ever saw Dick Van Dyke.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, And then, yeah, the the DVDs came out in the early 2000s. And I was like, I love those DVDs. Don't need Nick at Night anymore. (laughs) Yeah, man. The Blu-rays are great too.
0: I just like the box art on the DVDs more because they had the old TV it and yeah. it had the, um, yeah.
1: The Blu-rays are just a bunch of dual cases, but, yeah. um,
0: I mean, they look amazing on Blu-ray. I mean, that's the only saving grace is They're cleaned up and
1: yeah, I'd rather still watch them like perfect, you know? Yeah. Um,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's really the only new movie news, but a legend and you know, everyone, no one said anything bad about them. Everyone talks about how much they miss them.
1: So. Yeah, I've been trying to think if I should tell the story I learned. Uh, they they did a eulogy on, kind of on uh, Fat Man on Batman. Did you listen to it yet? Um, I guess, so there's this guy, and his his dad was a big sh- Your Show of Shows fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, oh, what was it? Oh, they were ch- they, there was this bit I guess where um, like a sketch where, I, fr- I forget what they said the sketch was, but the pu- they couldn't remember what the punchline was. Like, the son remembered it as one thing, the dad remembers another thing. And th- that show wasn't in reruns a bunch. Hmm. So, it was really up to the, like, the dad's memory than the kid's, right? Yeah. Because um, the dad's the huge fan. So, uh, the kid wrote a letter to Carl Reiner saying, hey, you know, just trying to clear this up, trying to find out so we can like settle this better, whatever. Um, let me know. And then, didn't get an answer, right? And then at some point Carl Reiner did some convention signing or whatever. And the, like the kid happened to be there, got something signed Asked Carl Reiner, like, is it this or this? And kind of Carl Reiner was like, that was like 60 years ago. I have no idea. Um, and then a couple of months later or something, um, the dad and the kid get a call from Carl Reiner. Um, and he's like, Hey, I've got Mel Brooks and, uh, the other guy like helped the movie here. We're trying to figure it out. Uh, so, um, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna figure this out right now. So he he personally got back to him, uh, and That's like awesome. his dad was like over the moon.
0: Yeah, there's a funny story. I I, I can't remember what the actor was. I want to say maybe Zachary Quinto. Um, no, oh, it was Jim Parsons was doing um like the Director Guild Awards for. Sometimes. Yeah, buddy, he's filling in for Carl Reiner because Carl Reiner was sick. And he got a letter that he shared on Instagram that Carl Reiner sent him. And it said something it says, hey, man, I hope you're horrible at this because I don't want to lose this job that I don't get paid for. It's just a really funny letter just basically saying thanks for filling in for me, but doing it in a really funny and uh, silly way. So, yeah, funny dude.
3: Yeah.
1: Super cool of him to reach out like that. Yeah. Over something. So, yeah,
0: that you wouldn't think that you'd get that. I mean, I wouldn't even know what to say if I got that phone call.
1: Yeah, and it's such a shame, like, it's so cost prohibitive to go back through everything that's been produced and, like, archive mm-hmm. it so everyone can, like, look it up and find out, you know, yeah. trivia like that.
0: We destroyed um Okay. So, uh just tell people listening, what movie did you watch this week with me?
3: Um, Army of Darkness.
0: Again. Why do you like Army of Darkness?
4: Because dad the, makes me yeah, like the it.
2: Skeletons, <laughs> the skeletons get ran over by the twenty first century, goes around and around and around.
0: Yeah. What's the twenty first century?
3: It's a car
2: that has a fan in front. and goes really fast.
4: And and like when you when you in the game, in when you play
3: Army of Darkness on the phones, and it's and when you play it, it's like it like. The skeletons get into the pit yeah. where the water is. So,
0: can, can you tell everybody, what does Ash say when he gets the book? Does he say it the right way? What does he say?
3: Remember? Rada.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good job, buddy. <laughs> I'm proud of you that you know that stuff. And, I'm, and you know, Kellen loves Army of Darkness. Yeah. It's one of those movies, I don't know if I should have shown it to him because it's rated R. <laughs>
1: But he, he just watched Jason X, so. Yeah,
0: but I mean, he really don't watch it. But when I was thinking about it, it's not a hard R. You know what I mean? I mean, there's some violence in it, but it's so cartoony. And I mean, he says "fuck" once, and I, I'm pretty sure now that'd be a PG-13 movie because it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. Cool. So, miss you, Carl Reiner, but you'll always live on through the Dick Van Dyke Show for me. Uh, movies come out on Blu-ray not studio movies right now cuz there's none to release but there's one really cool release this week well two actually
2: DVD releases and Blu-ray
0: The biggest release is Criterion's releasing War of the Worlds 1954. I love the box art for it.
1: I know. Like it's so awesome. I I like I'm not like a huge fan of the movie. Like yeah, I'm sure it's a good movie but it's, it's not okay. like it's not like Like, I have to have it, but that box art makes me want to have it. (laughs) totally
0: because it it sells the 1950 kind of hysteria.
1: Yeah. Like, I'd sooner watch the 2005 Spielberg one than that one, but that art is pretty sweet. That's
0: one of those ones where Tom Cruise is a total jerk in it. You know, you don't expect his character to be a deadbeat dad, and yeah, War of the Worlds Spielberg version is amazing. But yeah, so that's the big one, and it must be selling really well, because it's number one on Blu-ray.com. Um there's a Trolls World Tour is coming out on 4K and standard dance party edition. Uh, it's
3: the background of one of the videos I saw, and go down to the other videos, it was Siren Head Okay, cool, buddy.
0: Um, so he's doing this really weird thing where he watches this stuff constantly, and he won't stop talking about the Siren Head. I, it's bizarre.
3: YouTube's um, a hell of a drug, man.
0: So Death Warrant Special Edition is coming out. But I don't know how to order it because you can't pre-or- pre-order on Amazon. And it's through Scorpion Releasing. And I went on to Scorpion Releasing. And they're on vacation. But it's supposed to come out on the 8th. Um, so I don't know how to get it.
1: Good question. I didn't think it was coming out that fast. Neither did I. And, until I it got announced, like, what, three weeks ago? So, yeah. So I, I saw it. And then I saw it
0: was on the release. I said, oh, I'm going to go order that before Tuesday. And then you can't get it on Amazon. So if you can think of a way to order it, please send it into the podcast.
1: Maybe Blu-ray.com is wrong?
0: No, because it's... So if you search it on Google, too, it'll tell you that it's coming out. But there's no way to order it. It's weird. But that's my favorite Van Damme movie, and I guess I'm in a minority on that. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I guess I'm in the minority because I guess a lot of people don't like that
1: movie. Um, I, I like Jean Claude Van Damme's Dan Van better, but
0: oh, I mean, it's fine. It's it's, 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 fine. it's my favorite uh, <laughs> '90s Van Damme movie. Okay, I feel better. Okay, I forgot. I forgot that caveat. <laughs> Um, Arrow is releasing Inferno of Torture, um, which looks interesting.
1: Um, Scorpion releasing has the Octagon, which was on James' 1980 list. That's right. God, um, I really want to get uh, Harlequin. <laughs> <Who> <laughs> you can't get that? it on
0: Blu-ray. I know it exists. Uh, from, uh, Laura and I went to Telluride Horror Show this year, and we saw a movie called Porno, and that's getting a Blu-ray release. Um, it's about... Uh, succubus that comes to life in uh, a band well not abandoned it's in a movie theater where there's a separate movie theater below it that has a demon and it's interesting Um, i might buy it on blu-ray just because i can um and i was looking online i just got an email from telluride horror show they're still planning on doing it in october wow so
1: Hopefully, I might just try to go this year to do something.
0: <laughs> oh, it was, it was fun. I tell. I think everybody should go if you're able to. And that's all that's really coming out this week. So yeah, not that many things. We watch movies throughout the week in a segment we call "Movies We've Been Watching."
3: So uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching.
0: Brad, what did you watch this week?
1: Quite a bit, actually. Um. I rewatched all of Neon Genesis Evangelion, the anime.
0: How how many episodes is that?
1: Something like twenty four. Oh, that's think. not bad. Yeah, um, anime series are you know they stretch them out. Like they put the bare minimum of episodes mm-hmm. on a DVD. Yeah, and then release a ton of DVDs.
0: Yeah, that's I hate when they do that volume stuff.
1: Yeah, like here's two episodes. Like oh, you could have done that on VHS, which <laughs> yeah. I guess when I was collecting them, that was what you do because the, oh yeah, I mean yeah. Um, everything was VHS when I was into anime, yep. uh, but it's streaming on Netflix and I, I have the DVDs, but you know, it's a little cleaner on Netflix and that show is still really hard to follow as it goes on. Um, but towards the end, uh, a lot of the psychological and human elements, I, I guess I understand, I recognize better than when I was a kid. Um, so that's interesting, but it's still f- confusing as fuck
0: it's <laughs> well animated
1: yeah it's beautifully animated um even before like they're they're doing the movie remakes right yeah With, like the cgi and everything but it's still pretty impressive for that time like just hand-drawn um and then i uh as far as shows go I, i've also been re- binge watching halt and catch fire um which i
0: still love the title of that show
1: yeah um uh, it's it stands for uh, a certain computer command um, that kind of like, kind of like nukes the programming, I guess. Um, Self destruct. But I'm bummed because you can only get the first season on Blu-ray and oh. DVD. The second season on DVD, and they don't have third or fourth physically released. So you can only stream it, really. Um, so yeah, i remember rewatching that, and it like gets better with age because hmm. you know when I first watch, I was like, it's the '80s, and the aesthetic's really like accurate, and yeah. um, it really feels like I'm in that time and you know, I'm learning all this like really deep tech stuff. Cause they get really technical about what they're talking about. Um, and now like the third time through, I guess I'm, I'm starting to like watch the actors act with each other because it, it seems like every episode it's like now these two characters are cool with each other, but then someone makes some offhanded comment and now they're enemies. And, mm. and then it like flip flops over and over again. And just like watching the nuances of some of the running out of attention, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just watching like the subtle nuances they do. Like um, in season four, uh, when one of the characters dies, just like how they set that up and pay it off. It's like one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever watched mm-hmm. in a TV show. Um, so if you haven't seen Holland cash check it out. It, like it just kind of ch- chronicles the rise of these four main characters and how they, uh, you know, try to innovate in the computer business. And the whole first season is really about building a laptop, like one of the first laptops. And then the fourth season is really kind of about wrapping things up because they kind of know the show is going to end. I was kind of hoping, like, each season would be, like, here's how we develop this, like, innovation in in computer technology. But, like, kind of after the second one, they kind of, it feels repetitive, so they kind of, like, rush through. Mm. You know, there's nothing really else to do after, like, they do the laptop, and then the second season is, um, what was it? Like the kind of the beginning of networking and the internet. Okay. And then kind of everything else after that is like a variation of like it's the internet, but we're focusing on browsers mm. and like competing with browser technology. And, um, yes, yeah, so you, you kind of wish they'd focus on other technology instead of just computer stuff. But, uh, yeah, they kind of rush towards the end and then it really just becomes about the characters rather than the thing they're building. Mm. So, yep, that show's awesome. But, Release a complete series Blu ray so that I can enjoy it forever. Uh, and then I watched a bunch of movies. Um, I rewatched Public Enemies for the first time since the theaters.
0: Uh, I haven't seen that in theaters? Since the theaters, yeah. yeah. Cause I, I watched was that. that 2011?
1: I think so. Did we do it on this show?
0: I think, so. did we, show? I think we did. I vag- maybe not. I'm trying i trying to think what remember. the show
1: title would have been if, if, yeah. <laughs> if we'd done it. I don't think we did. I think it was probably before this podcast. And so maybe
0: okay, we can look it up.
1: Yeah. Well, Anyways, anyway, um, yeah. Anyway, walked out of the theater was like, wow, hot garbage. <laughs> like the cinematography is terrible because it was like that high frame rate digital in some scenes, not all the scenes. And then this the story. Two thousand nine. Oh, so way before this podcast, yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, like the story was just like, I'd forgotten really what the angle was. Um, now rewatching, it, I remember. Um, they really. So it's a Michael Mann film, right? And I'm so a huge fan shaky. of Heat. Yeah. <laughs> but like Heat's like a traditionally competently made film. Yeah. Um, like ever since, I guess, Collateral and Digital. Yeah. He's really gone off the rails of yeah, like experimenting.
0: So yeah, I'm looking at his... So he made Ali, which is a pretty straightforward I think it was still so. shot on film. Yeah. And then Collateral was his first digital. Yeah. which He like, did Miami Vice, then Public Enemies.
1: Yeah, so, um, but at least with, like, Collateral and Miami Vice, like, the story made sense Mm -hmm. and, like, was interesting, um, despite the, like, horrible digital cinematography. Um, But interestingly enough, watching on Netflix, it did not look odd. It it looked Mm. pretty normal. I don't know if they retroactively went back and, like, fixed it or anything, or if it's just, like, the low resolution of streaming Netflix helped it but it Maybe. looked better. It was like, I didn't really notice the visuals as much, but the story, I was like, I forgot this kind of just glorifies John Dillager as a hero. Yeah. <laughs> um, it almost seems like Christian Bale and his team are the bad guys. Cause like he has that one operative that like beats up Marion Cotillard. Um, that's interesting that they were in that movie together before dark Knight rises. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, uh, yeah, they they make John Dillinger out to be this like Robin Hood who you know steals from the rich to give to the poor.
0: You know back then too they did romanticize the criminals. I mean Bonnie and Clyde, Dillinger, Capone.
1: Yeah, but at least I I, I can understand that element a little bit too because it is the Great Depression and like the banks are doing better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. So there's that, but the, like they really don't sully his image that much considering like all the random people that got killed <laughs> yeah. robbing from the rich. Um, so, but yeah, there's just like, it's just, it, the story's just kind of bland. Cause mm. like your hook is Johnny Depp is Jillinger. Christian Bale is, I forget, um, it, the government guy's name. He was, um, but that's really it. Like, they just go from like farmhouse to farmhouse, avoiding Christian Bale. Mm. And that's like, yeah. And, and Johnny Depp just wants to, find his girlfriend the whole time yeah, I stay out of jail.
0: I vaguely remember the film. I haven't seen it in 11 years, I guess.
1: Yeah. Like it just script wise and like narratively, there's just not much going for it. I was like, just bored yeah. with the story they're trying to tell. Um, you'd think they would, given that he did heat, you know, they'd like, they would research and, Oh, what was Dillinger's best heist and how sure. did he pull it off? But it's really a lot of the scenes are just, they show up at the bank, rough a bunch of people up, get it with the money. Hmm. And, yeah, there's yeah. no dissecting it, you know. Uh, then I watched The Lovebirds. Um,
0: that's the one that's supposed to come out in theaters, but it's on Netflix? Yeah,
1: it was, like, heavily... Like, I saw that trailer in theaters constantly, uh, so much that I was like, I'm not going to watch this movie in theaters because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this this one trailer enough. You know, uh, you know where the, the, there's the... Uh, the couple and they're super in love and they go on this adventure. Like they get wrapped into some crazy adventure. Um, you know, the, the, everyone laughed at Kumail Najani getting kicked in the chest by a horse. And, uh, it's, I thought it was horrible. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a great win for representation, Mm -hmm. like like an interracial couple, like, um, but it's like the story goes, like almost nowhere. Hmm. Like they're together. They're in love, but right away, like, you know, the trailer makes it seem like they're really in love, but in the story, you know, it's, it's, really about one leaker later when they've, they're kind of sick of each other. And then they're stuck together in this adventure, Hmm. um, which is very much in the vein of like bird on a wire or, um, what other movie? I don't like night and day, I guess. Um, and like, there's this villain, like the, the guy who in the trailer who, you know, uses their car to run over the other guy. You think he's just a henchman throughout mm-hmm. the whole movie? And I'm gonna spoil this because this movie's like not that deep. I
0: probably won't watch it, so yeah. You
1: so you're like, oh well he's gonna lead us to the guy who's orchestrating this whole thing, right? No, he is the guy. <laughs> um and then the people who you know give them the choice of the grease or the kick in the chest, you know, you think they're gonna lead them to some big bad they disappear from the movie after that, like they allow them to get away, hmm. even though like what what is this set up for like how do they have this horse and the bacon grease like it doesn't play into anything else later, like they see them at the the orgy party later right hmm. uh the mas- the masquerade, but then they just disappear from the movie, huh. like they don't show up at the end to like get them again or um like they're connected to this senator like there's this cache of photos in an envelope that you know the bad guy's trying to obtain um and so yeah it's really just them arguing for an hour and a half about mm-hmm. their relationship as they just stumble about between all these random encounters awesome so
0: not fun yeah it, it sounds like date night but not as, or date night that's the other one i just like to think
1: charming of. yeah it's about as charming like the, the the plot suffers so hard like there's just nothing mm-hmm. like you care about like what they're doing. It's like, Oh, they're in trouble. And they got to clear their names and they just stumble into random shit. Mm-hmm. And that random shit isn't funny. Um, and all they've got is their charm. And like that runs out because they're fighting each other the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting much, but
0: yeah, I thought For a it, movie that's so heavily promoted. You think that maybe the studio believed a lot in it.
1: Yeah. It just says like they overpromoted it because they knew that it sucked. So, so, so
0: yeah, it's the inverse of that. It's so they, bad that like, you got to see this.
1: Yeah. Like they just tried to trick people into getting into theater, to see it. Um, and then, yeah, I went to the drive-in, um, saw Ghostbusters twice, um, uh, Force Awakens this again, 84 Ghostbusters, 84 Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, which is, I forgot, I forgot to check the runtime. It just feels so short compared to other oh, movies yeah. these days.
0: Maybe an hour and 40,
1: maybe. I guess I could not hit,
0: well that and it's I mean it's such a classic and it's one of those movies you can watch over and over even if you know the story beats
1: yeah that's probably too is like when you're at the drive-in you can't like really focus like get immersed in a movie Mm -hmm. like it's there's less distractions because people aren't really talking around you but at the same time like the screen is often like very small if you're parked far away so you're kind of just like using your memory to fill in the gaps of what Ghostbusters is and also the screen's kind of dim um so, yeah, but it's it's still fun. I, I was surprised how, like, action-packed the ending really isn't compared to today's movies. Oh, yeah. Like, they just kind of walk up to the top of the building and shoot the neutron guns. And, yeah.
0: That, and, um, I mean, the Stay puffed marshmallow man, he's not even in it that long.
1: Yeah, he, like, walks down the block. And then, and he then tries they tries to burn crawl him. up, and then they burn him. Yeah, and then they just shoot the portal in the building, mm-hmm. and then it melts him. And
0: Did you ever, like, when I was a kid, I always wanted a bit blown up with marshmallow <laughs> when i saw that scene because it looked good
1: well when the, all the marshmallow drips on the the epa guy yeah. like that sounds fun <laughs> yeah totally. he's like screaming like oh this is annoying but yeah, like i'd be like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna eat my way out It'd totally be awesome
0: <laughs> uh, one of my most favorite jokes from the new ghostbusters is uh you're like the mayor from jaws and oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> not the mayor from jaws He's a shark.
1: Yeah. And the classic, like <laughs> dickless over here is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> is that true? Yes. This man has, has, no, has dick. no dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line. Um, but it's also like the fans really ruined that movie for me. Cause like, I can't enjoy it as much. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, these shitty people like this movie. <laughs> like, uh, it's so terrible that they casted four women <laughs> in a right? reboot of it. Oh, and if the they just worst watch thing the ever.
0: reboot, it's actually a pretty fun movie. Yeah, it's
1: fine. Yeah. I mean, it's actually, it's almost as deep as that <laughs> original. Oh, yeah. I mean, Chris Hemsworth is amazing in it. Yeah.
0: I love when he says, which one makes him look like a doctor more and it's a saxophone <laughs> player. And I forget the other Can one, you
1: to right? the phone. I can't. It's in the fish tank.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, I'd watch
1: him in that movie for hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the force awakens, like, I remember loving it so much when it came out. Um, but rise of Skywalker, just thinking about where it went after that story is just like, Hmm. I don't want to say other movies should affect other movies, but in this case, I'm just like, God, there's so much set up in this movie for great things. And then people's hatred of the second one, mm-hmm. just because they tried to innovate and then being like, fine, Rise of Skywalker's damage control. Let's just wrap this up and get out of here. It's just like, I oh. know I
0: still, like I said, I, I watched force awakens recently because I got it on 4k and I think it's still, I think it's a really fun. It's my favorite film from 2015 Yeah, and I'd st- I still love the movie. It's still
1: awesome. It's very much a clone of, just star Wars, a new hope mm-hmm. just rearranged. But there's just like set up a great things. Like, um, Finn, like they didn't develop a storyline after that. Mm-hmm. Like they really could have gotten into, you know, the world of this guy who was a stormtrooper. Like where, how did he become was, a stormtrooper? The trooper? one thing
0: I thought they did miss is I always thought there'd be a great moment where Finn talked to other stormtroopers, like had a Braveheart style speech you know, and he was able to get those people to help them fight in the rebellion.
1: Yeah, but. like obviously the Empire kidnapped a bunch of societies yeah. from other planets and indoctrinated them into and brainwashed them into being stormtroopers. Like Finn could have gone on an adventure where he yeah. f- finds that recruiting facility and like disrupts it. Yeah, um, and he's also slightly force sensitive. Yeah, um, even in that first movie, but that's jettisoned entirely in the second. And then they like he just kind of like. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hey, Ray, mm-hmm. I can also do this. Well, we're almost at the end, so who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, what else? Kylo Ren looks really young. <laughs> um, but also, yeah, the, like the whole trilogy, I'm sitting there going, like, well, what was the rift? Like, what sent? Like, obviously, Last Jedi uh, posits that Kylo's upset because Luke Skywalker ki- tried to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does that have to do with his mom and dad? Like, oh, I'm mad at them too because they sent me to Luke, like, to be a Jedi.
0: No, to think about it,
1: they don't really address that. And Maybe then you should
0: watch all three of them back to back to back and see if I get a better sense of it.
1: Yeah, there's just so much like thrown up in the air and just like left mm-hmm. that doesn't get figured out. Um, you know, and you think about knowing like, okay, Snoke is a like bad clone, like a failed clone of Sidious now, but I'm just like how much more awesome would it have been if we like it wasn't like retroactively like if we'd known early on, like Sidious was making clones of himself to explain Snoke. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that would have helped. I
0: don't know. I don't know. I, Cause I, otherwise
1: he's just some weird dude.
0: Yeah. It's always, it's hard because I still think the second, uh, the last Jedi is a brilliant film. Um, and I, I like the idea of, you know, they set up this big villain and he's not, He's nothing really. Yeah, because I think I still think Kylo Ren's the biggest villain in the trilogy. Because his arc is like Anakin. I mean, it's reversed. You know, he goes bad and then he comes back being good. Um, which I, yeah, yeah, that's always my been my biggest contention, and always been my biggest contention that people ex- like liked Kylo Ren, and I'm like, dude, he like killed his dad and stuff. He's not that good of a person. Uh, that's...
1: He engineered the Star Killer base to kill like five plants in one shot. Yeah,
0: I know. So I always have. Th- that's my biggest issue with Kylo Ren, because I mean, you know, even in the Force Awakens, he's not that good. In the Force Awakens, he's inexperienced, and well, th- I love um, the scene at the end where him and Ray are fighting in the snow forest,
1: which I think is a way better lightsaber battle than them jumping across the ocean. And like her her getting exhausted.
0: I think it's um, emotionally better um, because.
1: Yeah, the whole moment where like he's about to grab Anakin's lightsaber and she steals it from him. And like, you know, the camera turns and you find out that she has that power now. It's like an awesome reveal.
0: Because I love it, too, because you realize that Kylo isn't as powerful as he thinks he is. And because he has this arrogance about him that, it, you know, I can I can break this girl.
1: Yeah, he's a Darth Vader fanboy.
0: Exactly. And so that's why I I love the character of Rey. And she's my favorite character in the new trilogy um, because I think she's so strong and she doesn't... And they set up in The Force Awakens, you know, when she's running and Finn keeps on trying to grab her hand. She's like, why are you grabbing my hand, dude? I'm cool. Yeah. Um, she can take care of herself. And I, I think it's a great moment. Uh, and even at the end where... Um, she stands up to Sidious and stuff like that. I, 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 I still have a soft spot for it.
1: But, like, given how powerful she is, like, she just stands there and, like, crosses two lightsabers to defeat him. It's like, mm. like, did you fire the stunt coordinator? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you guys couldn't come up with anything more... No! no, yeah. no. Just the worst. So, yeah. It's just so much potential watching it and then, the, yeah. Did not care for Rise. Uh... Yeah, and then the last two things I saw that were were actually new was a uh, bloodshot, uh, Vin Diesel. I know you're super is, excited to talk about this.
3: <sighs>
0: <laughs> that that side did not give me confidence.
1: I couldn't follow it. <laughs> like other than what I learned from the trailer, the movie did not reinforce like any new information for me. I think
0: the only thing it has going for is Vin Diesel looks like the
1: character. I mean, from the comic books. Does he? I thought he was yeah. supposed to look like more white with like an actual painted red. I guess, yeah. Spot on his chest. So, in the vein of like, let's revamp this to make it a little more plausible or like fit into our graphics easier. <laughs> I'm fine with a glowing orb in his chest. Whatever. Oh, I
0: didn't know that. I just I've just seen the stills. I have no idea what it's about.
1: I'm not even sure what the glowing is about, other than like <laughs> his heart is hyperactive or something, and so it it's just like glows. crank. Yeah, but like every frame of the movie looks the same, mm. like it's like bland and high tech. I don't, and Vin Diesel's acting in it is so, it's like they cut scenes of him in another movie. And he, so it's another movie that's talking to this movie. <laughs> uh, guy Pierce is the MVP cause he's actually like, he's the only person in the movie that I felt like was actually like deeply acting. Everyone else very much feels like they're just reading bad lines off of a bad script. Well,
0: I always felt that about Vin Diesel. I have never been sold on him as being a big star
1: yeah like every conversation he has in the movie is like him trying to deliver a one lighter as a response to every question he's being asked Mm -hmm. um and they're just all bad (laughs) um and even if he is like a good actor he just he just cannot elevate this terrible script Mm -hmm. um so yeah he's i guess he's a marine army guy (laughs) um he did a mission and he came home to his wife and uh then she gets kidnapped and he gets kidnapped and they kill her and then he gets killed and then he awakens and guy pierces lab or whatever and now he's got a second life where Mm. he can uh be a mercenary for him and um
0: and then he shoots a guy and he goes i think that's what you call
4: a blood shot (laughs)
1: at one point I was sitting there movie. why do they even call this movie bloodshot? Like, like what in the comics is going on that
0: I wasn't, I, you know, I,
1: I was like, is his eyes just red all the time? Like, yeah, I don't know. i he has to stay awake all the time. I
0: don't read valiant comics. So I have no idea. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, and then there's, you know, this team of scientists and they're all pretending to be more than they are. This guy Pierce has, a... holy shnikes. Is it raining out? Yeah, oh, thunder. Okay, I have the headphones on because I.
0: Hey Lori, I don't know if you want to let the dogs in because there's lightning and thunder. Um. If
1: you think
0: they're okay? Then I don't
1: know. See, so yeah, and eventually he just figures out that they're not being honest with him, and mm-hmm. um, like I, I don't know if like even his whole thing with his wife was fake. You know, it's one mm-hmm. of those like Inception layer upon layer things sure. where I'm just like, what layer were we on? Who's who's who for real and you know, and it ends in a finale of falling and punching, Hmm. which we've seen a bunch of times. So, uh, yeah. And then it's overall, it's like the overall look of the film is just like, it's just gray or red, uh, half the time. And, um, yeah, it's just like, not, he's not an interesting character. Um, so you're saying there's not going to be a second one. Uh, I mean, unless it did really well on video on demand, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but yeah, I, just, I, just, I was like, what? What makes this k- thing cool? I don't yeah. know. You know, this is I've seen this movie d- done a lot in other w- other properties like this plot. I don't I don't know what. And he's you know he's invincible, so there's no danger to him. Hmm. Like at one point, he's getting shot in the chest at the end. But I was like we already established that he regenerates like instantaneously like Wolverine. Like why you created him guy Pierce. Why are you shooting him in the chest? <laughs> like, I guess there's at one point where he can, like he has a power down thing. So he has to get recharged, but still I'm like, I'm like Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just couldn't follow it all. Um, and the last thing I saw was Jumanji the next level. Um, which I, I, I saw the first one I liked. It was fun, but yeah. it wasn't something I was like, Oh, I need more of this. Um, and the, the third one's not the,
0: it's like the other one. Where we're like, yeah, it's okay. It exists. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: like it's the same movie. They just everyone's has different avatars. So, yeah. So it's like a, it's a body switching movie um, where they do it multiple times in the movie. So that's different. And was the villain. They said the villain was the same from the last game, but he wasn't in the credits. Was there like I forget. It's like Jurgen the, the brutal or something. Was he in the first movie. <laughs> I don't remember him in the first I movie. I not remember either. But the the guide says like the villain from the last one is back and you know he's still alive. And I was like, "What I, was a villain in the?" I can't remember. I, there wasn't one, right? I don't, I don't remember. Think so. Anyway, um,
0: you know, I again, the only thing I had a problem with the second movie is he resolved his conflict with his girlfriend because of her Instagram post. And I'm like, this is really stupid. When they're hanging on the side of the cliff or the building, and he says, "You just were posting on Instagram like you were having a really good time without me." <laughs> Oh, this is what the
1: conflict is. And, you know, how dangerous the first movie was. Mm -hmm. And, like, he was so bummed about his time in New York that he's like, I'm going to put everyone through this again. Yeah. Like, really? (laughs) Like.
0: It's fun. It's not. I don't know.
1: The best part I can say is uh, Danny Glover and uh, Danny DeVito's, like, relationship. Yeah. Like, that's the real heart of the movie. Like, aside from, like, you know, him and his girlfriend's spat. It's like, a, like over over Instagram. a misunderstanding. Like the whole thing with them in the diner and yeah. um
0: Yeah, the Danny Glover like wrap up uh with Danny DeVito was really great.
1: Yeah. But then also too, like, oh, the horse has wings, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a Pegasus. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Drink some
0: Red Bull, I guess, who knows? Yeah.
1: Um and you know, he reveals that he's terminally ill, so yeah. it's like, Oh cool, he'll live on forever in the game. Um Yeah. So that that's nice, but... Other yeah,
0: like, I mean, like, the wrap-up story with them was cool, and their, their friendship that was strained because of the diner, and,
1: you know, there was some
0: interesting moments there, but, again, it's it's an okay movie. It's not...
1: And then watching everyone try to, like, do impressions of Danny Glover and mm-hmm. Danny DeVito, like, The Rock trying to do Danny DeVito, that's pretty pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Kevin Hart really, like... At first, I thought they were those opposite characters, Um but later on, I figured out, like, yeah, Kevin Hart's doing the Danny Glover. I was like, yeah, I, I see that is Danny Glover's, like, uh, mannerisms. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's all I watched, I think. Yep.
0: Yep. Um, so, I kind of went on a Scream Factory kick, I guess. Um, the There's a horror film called The Hills Run Red, which um, is part of the Dark Castle catalog, which I didn't even know. Uh, Dark Castle was Warner Brothers' attempt to relaunch uh, William Castle's films in kind of a cool, hip way. You know, this is the 2000s, so now we can have quick cuts and lots of death metal. It's Um, the
1: lead into 13 Ghosts.
0: Yeah, well, it's after 13 Ghosts, which I actually have, those are coming out. I'm pretty sure they're releasing all the Dark Castle ones in Scream Factory, because that, Ghost Ship, and one more is coming out uh, on Collector's Editions, which, they're fun, because here's the thing, is I know those films... Uh, behind the scenes were quite interesting um, just from reading and articles about it. And this is no different. So um, this film is about a slasher film that was made in 1988 or 89. I can't remember called the Hills run red, which I actually thinks a cool name for a movie. Um, and it was so infamous and so shocking that no one ever saw it. So this dude, uh, Stifler's brother <laughs> from American Band Camp, I think, is the one he was in, or the other American Pie director video. I forget his name, but I go, "Oh, Stifler's brother." How'd you like that to be a, your actor? I don't remember your name, but I know you're Stifler's brother in uh, Band Camp or something. Anyways, so he's like a fan of this. He f- finds the daughter of the director who disappeared as well is a stripper at some local strip club. So he goes and sees her, and she promises to take him to where the film is. Um, the killer in it, his name's Babyface. Uh, really cool design. He has uh, like a porcelain doll mask, but he cut his face up. Um, I I forget why, but the opening of the film is him using scissors to cut his face as a kid. So it's pretty gory. Um, And then he sews the baby face onto his head. Um, And so he pops up throughout the film. And then I don't know if I should spoil the film, but whatever. Anyways, they, um, their way they're way there. I'm going to spoil it. Cause it, there's so many <laughs> twists and it's like hard to talk about the movie unless you want to watch, I'll let you borrow it. And then I won't spoil it. Um, it's really gory. Um, uh, the kills in it are pretty cool. So yeah, they really go looking for this film, this lost film, and they're being pursued by baby face, who is the villain from the film, but seems to be real. So it's basically a film inside a film about a film. Um, it, not all of it works, um, but it's really over the top and the special features are great. I th- think there's, it's going to take me a long time to do a screen factory crypt on this one because I think there's three or four commentaries um, and that's a lot to sit through a movie four times. Um, but the makings of, I've, I've watched all the making of and the director said they turned in a, the script and uh, I, I won't spoil it, but they turned in the script and the guys at Warner Brothers said oh yeah we love it cuz we have this new uh platform called Warner Brothers Premiere and that's their direct to video where they they used to put like the DC animated stuff on the lost boys um so there is they can be unrated so you can do whatever you want in it and then they turned in the film and they go whoa <laughs> what did you give us so they had to cut the film um, and it came with warning stickers on it and the warning stickers say this film has gruesome violence, nudity and language. Um, and it, it's, it's pretty gruesome. Um, but it, in a cool way, like, uh, the special effects when when they, there's one kill that relies heavily on CGI and it's looks pretty bad. But other than that, it's really practical and, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, it kind of collapses under its own weight of trying to be too clever, but it's still a kind of a cool, Slasher film that they really don't make anymore. That's over the top. It's gory. Um, There's lots of nudity. Um, But yeah, so if you want, check it out. It's on Scream Factory, and it's not a Scream Factory Collector's Edition, but it has. I mean, if you even if you take out the commentaries as special features and time running, it's probably about four hours of special features. Uh, And one it has interview with the director. One has interview with the director and the writer. Then it has one with like the special effects guys. Then it has one with the actress. Um, it's, it's really thorough and I, I would never expect that movie to actually have a release like that. Um, but I was reading an article and the director, when Scream factory acquired the rights, they called him and said, you want to do an interview? And he said, yeah, do you want all this stuff I have for it too? And I said, sure. So he gave them all the stuff and his interview is really great. Cause he's really candid in it. And he talks about the things that worked and the things that didn't work. And, um, you know, even he says, you know, they told us to go dark, and we—I think we went too dark for them, even with the story, and because there's some really fucked up things in it. And he said, and then they kind of balked at it, so then when you have to cut all the stuff out of it, then it's not as dark as we wanted it to be. But it's—I mean—it's still pretty grotesque. But yeah, if you, Hills Run Red is an interesting film. Yeah, you ever heard it? Um, I watched a film called Sleepwalkers which I haven't seen in a really long time. It's a Stephen King film that he wrote specifically for um, a movie. It's kind of like creep show. Um, So there's, it's not based on a book and it's really weird. Um, It, it's about these vampire werecat people that suck life force out of virgins. So they have to keep on moving from town to town while, after they kill like the virgin in town, but they also um, attract cats and the cats can kill them. So, there's this, uh, it's really weird. Um, and they can also, the, the, the rules in it don't make very much sense. They can also change the appearance of things. Like they can change the appearance of their car at this one point. Um, uh, the bad guy is running from the police and then he makes his car invisible. And then when the cop loses him, he changes the car from a Camaro to a Mustang. I don't know how they have these powers. <laughs> it's not really explained. um, but it's the gore in it's really cool. And it's kind of over the top. Mick Garris, uh, wrote and directed it and he's been really nice. He's retweeted and like my tweets over the last week. Um, and, uh, he, I like Mick Garris cause he's, and he has an interview and he does a commentary on it. He's really nice and he's really articulate and he always talks about what works, what doesn't work. Um, but it's a really bizarre movie. um, and if you like cats, there's also a lot of cat violence in it. So be careful watching it because um, at one point the cats attack the cat vampire people and they like rip their faces off and steam and like smoke comes up. So like the bad people are like breaking their necks and stuff. And it, I mean, it's pretty violent. Huh. Um, but I uh, the main actress in it, her name's imagine. Amkins, something like that. She's beautiful. And so she's in one of the special features and she still looks great. And what's cool about her is she, she's still an actress in on Riverdale, but she's also a director now too. So she acts and directs and cause she talks about how she always wanted to do it. So it's kind of uh special features on her are pretty good as well. Um, I watched uh, Orca, the killer well, which is a Jaws ripoff hmm. um, starring Richard Harris. Um, it's okay. Uh, it's totally B movie in um, it. It's basically Moby Dick, kind of like Jaws, but even leans heavily more into Moby Dick. A whale hunter kills a pregnant whale, um, and (laughs) while he's bringing her on board, she gives birth to her stillborn whale calf, and it, like, falls on the deck. It's really weird. (laughs) But the dad remembers. And so (laughs) there's, like, shots of the whale coming out of the water, which is funny. They blend. I don't know if they went to sea world or some other park. So there's live orcas doing this stuff. And then there's wild orcas. And so it's a blend of the two. Um, and it, it's pretty effective, but there's a part where the orca comes out of the water and it looks at this captain and it zooms in on the orcas eye and it's crying. Because the, <laughs> <laughs> um, his wife and child died.
1: Wait, wait, how do you know it's crying? It's underwater.
0: Well, because he comes up and you see the tear go. Bee. No, it comes out of the water. <laughs> oh, okay. Like its head's out of the water. It's like. Bee. And then um, it tastes. Then he sees the captain in his eyeball and he blinks like he took a photograph of it.
1: <laughs> like, I'm remembering you, buddy. So
0: he does. So it's basically Jaws the Revenge, but with a killer well So this whale, uh, after she dies and he, he eats one of his deck hands off the boat. And he, the, sh- the shark, the whale grabs him and pulls him under. And as he's pulling him under, like it's totally a dummy. And its arms are all like flailing. It's so <laughs> funny. Uh, but like overall, it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's not going to be as good as Jaws. Um, but I mean, it's kind of gory and it's silly. And if you want to have, I mean, it, if you want to have fun just watching a goofy movie, it's totally fun. Um, I haven't, there is a commentary on it with a film historian, which I'm interested to Uh, listen to because i was i I was reading uh, on imdb about it and i guess it's pretty accurate because i guess killer whales are extremely intelligent and i don't know if they can remember someone doing something to them but they do remember things and uh so in this like the whale wrecks havoc on this village and makes boats sink and he's out for revenge
1: they only remember if they can take a picture of you with their eyeball
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly so i don't so I don't think the well is actually the villain in this. Um, I think the, you know, the captain who's killing wells is the villain and they do portray it like that way. He's kind of in, he doesn't care that, you know, the mom died and, but now this, uh, male killer well is wrecking havoc on the village. And it's very, very interesting. Um, I also watched the killing, which is a Stanley Kubrick film. I think it's a second film, uh, recommended to me by, uh, a friend named Sean. And he said, if you like, you know, noir films and Kubrick, you should watch it. And I said, no, I like both. Um, so I waited till it dropped to like 20 bucks cause it's a criterion. Um, so I got it and yeah, it's a great movie. It's, um, it's a dude, uh, a, a gang of thieves who are, uh, planning to rob a racetrack. Um, and they're using, the like one of the cashiers at the racetrack is like their inside guy, but he tells his wife what he's doing. And so she tells her, uh, she's having an affair. So she tells her boyfriend, I don't know what you call it, someone you have an affair with, your adulter, um, about it. And so then it, they're playing guy on the side, guy on the side. So it kind of unravels, but it's shot really cool. I don't know if, are you a fan of Kubrick?
1: Uh, visually, yeah. So yeah. It,
0: visually, he does this really cool thing in it where um, he has a lot of uh, walking from one room to the other, and there's no cuts. So it'll be like one guy talking in a room, and the camera will follow
1: him. It's like Wes Anderson.
0: Yeah, so the camera will follow him, and uh, there'll be stuff in the foreground, so there'll be a lamp and other things. So it gives you kind of a nice space of it, and he sets the cameras in really cool ways. If you like uh, crime thrillers and noirs, I mean, it's a great movie. Um, there's another film on it, too. that So... Two, what's great about this Criterion release of it um, is one I wouldn't mind spending 30 bucks on because it also has another uh, Kubrick film, the one before, like The Killing Axe, or I forget that, or Killer's Axe, I forget what it's called, but, so there's two movies on it and then it has a bunch of special features, so it's, I mean, it's one of the Criterions that's kind of worth, you know, the extra money, and, you know, Criterion restores it so well, and, um, but yeah, I would check it out, it's, it's like, the cover art's really cool, Um, I don't want to really go into because it spoiled the movie and I think it's 80 minutes. It moves so fast and there's, it's kind of like a, like a heat style movie, but it's not three hours long. It's, this is what's happening and this is what's going on and it has a narrator over the top of it and so it's a, it's kind of like a crime TV show drama, but done expertly. It's really, it's an interesting film and if you like uh, Stanley Kubrick, I'd say check it out. Um, and the last thing I watched was Eurovision Song Contest: The Saga, of,
1: oh. a story of fire saga. Did I not? I, did, I watched it too. I didn't.
0: Test you it. talked about it last week. Oh, I did think. I? Okay. Because um, yeah, because you brought up the elves. Yeah. and Um, it's a movie had more heart than I thought it would have. Right. Yeah. Um, it's not that funny, but there is moments in it that are pretty ridiculous. Um, And I'll say this from Game Night and now this one and even Mean Girls. Rachel McAdams might be the most underrated comedic actor going on right now because she is amazing in the movie. Um, Because for her to stick by Will Ferrell's character, and I know this is on purpose, but, you know, Will Ferrell's playing his traditional man-child character where he won't grow up. And um, he has this dream of being on Eurovision. um, And she's the real talent in the group. um, But she's amazing in the movie. And she you know she's in love with this guy and he's so focused on winning this Eurovision contest that um she he just ignores her and it's, that's all that matters to him and um she's trying to tell him that their strength of her voice and him their songs are enough for them to win they don't need all this fancy stuff and he says you just don't understand Eurovision and um you, it goes down predictable paths Except for the Elf part. Yeah. I go, wait, what? <laughs> I don't want to spoil it because... <laughs> Fuck it. Who cares? So um, <laughs> so throughout the film... Rachel it's been M- two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Rachel McAdams is... Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. I'll give you a chance to fast forward.
1: Yeah, hit the 60 second. Yeah,
0: hit the 60 second button three times. I don't know. Right now. So in it, she throughout the whole film, she keeps on putting these little treats and gifts to the elves. It's like this little house that's like a little
1: tiny town built on the side of the mountain. Yeah,
0: side of the mountain. And, you know, uh, Will Ferrell's character is saying, that's stupid. We know they're not real. But he, you know, lets her do it, and he says, okay, yeah, and the elves. Because she thinks the elves killed all the contestants from Iceland's (laughs) Eurovision on the boat, which is Demi Lovato, and who comes back as a ghost. She basically
1: makes a wish of, like, help us win the contest. And, like, the first thing that happens is... All their competition, die on a party boat. <laughs>
0: yeah, which is Dem- Demi Lovato, who comes back as a ghost later, is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but so everyone says, this is fake. And then so Will so eventually they make it to like the... I don't know how that works. This is a real thing. They, it's basically American Idol. They go on to the next level, uh, next round. And so Will Ferrell realizes he makes a mistake. So he goes and visits the elf village and... Uh,
1: he's hail Mary time. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So he's like, Hey man, here's this drink and here's this food. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just putting this out here because maybe there's something to this and he thinks it's stupid. And then he's almost killed by, I don't know who this guy is. Like the bank guy.
1: Yeah. He's the, the country's finance officer. Yeah, something and he's like, like that. this contest is going to bankrupt the country. I got to get rid of this yeah, guy. Yeah, So he
0: starts putting strangling, him. strangling him and Will Ferrell's going to die. <laughs> and all of a sudden he stops and is in pain and he falls down, and there's a knife in his back. And then Will Ferrell looks, and then the he door... He looks over at the
1: tiny <laughs> town. <laughs>
0: yeah, the door for the elves thing closes. <laughs> so the elves are real, and they kill people.
3: Yep. <laughs> and,
0: he's, and, and Will says, funny. He says, here, I'm going to leave this knife here in case there's no, more murdering you have to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I did not expect it. Yep. I had.
1: I thought they were either going to be like blatantly real. Or what or I thought
0: was maybe it would be like you heard a backstory that her dad built that for her. And because, you know, the, the, one of the running jokes in it is uh, Pierce Brosnan sleeps with all the women in town. So, so they might be brother and they sister. They might be brother and sister. They end up not being because the mom didn't like Pierce Brosnan, whatever. So I thought maybe that her real dad built it for her. And that's where she went and, like, talked to him or something like that. You know, no, nope, yeah. it's an elf.
1: Yeah, some childhood fairy tale. She yeah, was exactly. told and she took it too far. Yeah, yeah
0: that kills people.
3: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> and Grant's wishes. Yep. Um, oh. Okay. For I think whiskey and uh cookies. And cookies, yeah. yeah. Um so
0: that happened in that movie.
1: Yeah, that's fun. That's a fun surprise. And yeah. just yeah, how they portrayed it is like you n- you never see them they're like they're not CGI creatures. It's yeah. just like it's effective enough that they just close that door. Yeah, you go <laughs>
0: Cause, again cuz cause you, you're set up that this isn't real and we've been you know, we're conditioned to believe that it isn't real. She's just crazy. Um but nope, it's real. <laughs> and he murdered someone. I'm going to leave your little knife here in case you want to murder someone else. <laughs> and then I love to uh, later on the Icelandic uh, like power. People just brush it off. Oh, he's not here. They don't know he's been murdered by. Elves. Oh. <laughs> uh. oh man. But anyways. Yeah. it's a fun
1: movie. Did you think it was like for a comedy too long? Cause it's like yeah. almost two hours and five minutes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they could have cut out that whole like mansion dance what is it the yeah
0: like that scene uh, uh, where they did like a mama mia moment where it's they did shares
1: believe yeah it was like a mashup I forget what they called it yeah like a sing-off
0: and it's whatever yeah, yeah. I think they could have got rid of some of it um, I
1: get why it is in there because it just it adds to the like it's it makes the movie more of a musical
0: and I think it helps Rachel's McAdams character a little bit yeah but I agree too I think that's my biggest problem I think with net there is a tone to Netflix films where they don't have someone coming in and saying, hey, you need to tighten this up. There's a lot of the movies and TV shows on Netflix, I think, are kind of meandering. Um, and that's one of them. Because um, I, I do like um, Dan Stevens' character, too. Uh, the Russian guy who <laughs> is gay, but he won't admit that he's gay because he's from Russia. I think there's like a lot of like great subtext there. Um, and he's really funny. His song's really funny about the lion. Um, but yeah... I, you could probably trimmed about 10, 15 minutes out of that movie. Yeah. Um, and you wouldn't even notice, um, cause you could still hit the important story beats. Um, yeah, it was a fun movie. I gave it three out of five stars.
1: Yeah. I think at the, like the halfway point, like they sort of break up. Yeah. Um, and then of course they go, they do the finale of the Eurovision Yeah, and they break up again um,
0: I, I do love, too, how much <laughs> Bill Farrell's character hates the American people. Oh, America. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because they're so stupid. Uh, that's good stuff. Um, we don't
1: want you here.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh You're terrible people. Um, Just
0: the so
3: worst. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's fun. I mean, it's one of the more fun movies I've watched on Netflix in a while. That's a Netflix exclusive. Um, yeah. That's what I watched this week. Cool. Uh, this week, we watched Jason X. Brad, should people revisit Jason X? <laughs>
1: uh i think if you have to really have to be a friday 13th fan to like make jason x worth your time uh because it is fun in a way um but it's not like the cinematic achievement at all um <laughs> you know like like the first movie is you know a uh, example of great low budget indie filmmaking you know yeah, indie filmmaking. Yeah. Uh at that time. Technically they're
0: all independent films. Yeah. Negative pickups.
1: Um
0: except for Jason X <laughs> was
1: not sort of grill filmmaking, yeah, like not so much doesn't have that studio polish on it. Mm-hmm. Um and this is very much like we've said it many times it's, it it has the f- very much a feel of like a sci-fi channel TV movie. Um you know, or like a show like Farscape or mm-hmm. uh just the aesthetic and like the stories s- completely shallow, you know, yeah. Jason wakes up in the future and he just kills people. <laughs> like there's no, there's no, there's no B story to this movie. So I think you just, you'll really only enjoy it if you're a fan or, or if you like just counting gory deaths.
0: Yeah. I, I'm kind of the same, but I think it's better than people will give it credit for. Um, cause there is some, I mean, the movie's fun. Um, but you,
1: like some of those kills are legitimately like, Oh yeah, that's where the money went.
0: Yeah, and it, there's fun moments in it. I, I agree with you that uh, I think the aesthetic, and I'm not a big fan of the music in the film. Um, it's a, one time I was really disappointed in Harry Manfredini. I don't think his score fits the tone. The
1: guy who created the Friday Thirteenth yeah. score, like this, very much feels like uh, a temp track.
0: Exactly, um, but I do have fun with it. It's the second Friday Thirteenth film I saw in theaters. Um, I'm a big Jason fan, so I I, I can find merit in it. But it's it's not the worst Friday the 13th movie. I, I always rank them. I, I think Jason Goes to Hell is the worst because it's just too much exposition, and it the exposition doesn't make any sense. I agree. And then I, I go part five only because I think it's a little too uh, – this sounds really bad for Friday the 13th. I think it's too gratuitous for Friday the 13th. Because it just doesn't make any sense either, and then I go Jason X, and it's
1: and it's, and it's a red herring where yeah, it's not really Jason. And it's not really
0: in Jason. I guess, so yeah, so Jason X is after that one, not because I think it's fun, and uh, but I'm a fan of it. And you just mentioned it too in your little intro that yeah, if you're a fan, it's cool to see Jason kill people. Yeah. Um, here's a trailer for Jason. I don't even remember the trailer. Here's a trailer for Jason X.
2: In the year 2455. On a routine training mission, a team of students is about to discover a life form frozen in time. Wow. They're on their way back. Prepare for docking and power up the lab. You brought him on board? Everything's under control, man. What the hell is going on? Jason Voorhees, that's what's going on an unstoppable killing machine. Cut! It's okay, he just wanted
3: his machete back.
2: How do we get off the ship?
0: I don't know. Look, we're gonna be all right.
2: What, are you high? <sighs> He's here. You have got to get them out of there. They slap it. I think we're finally okay.
3: is that you've got to be kidding me oh
4: wow he's
2: been modified oh you think you guys might want to run I don't think
3: he's
2: out there. Why don't you just stick your head out and have a
3: peek?
1: Did it also have the Hit the Bodies Hit the Floor like usually did Because
0: there's a new line film in two thousand. Yeah. I remember the one had it? I think it did. I think you're right.
1: I'm pretty sure Frey vs. Jason used it, but oh, maybe it's Frey vs. Jason used but it. I think Jason X also used it. Um
0: yeah, but you know it's it Evil off. gets an upgrade. Yeah, Evil gets an upgrade. It starts off cool. Like I I think it's cool you see the insides of Jason and it's basically hell. Um kind of an interesting take. Um you know, I read that because if you don't listen to the commentary, uh I read that they were trying to make a Jason movie because they're stalling with Freddy versus Jason and they're trying to make a movie where this movie would not affect Jason Freddy versus Jason in continuity-wise. So it's saying, well, what could we possibly do with him? And then they decide to put him in the future. Um, I think the film's directed really well. I think um, the director does some creative things in it. Um, At the beginning, it's silly that he's the only person in the middle of this empty room. But I think
1: it looks cool. And at some point before the movie, they captured Jason and chained him up. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I think they're just looking for a gothic look to it. It's like Jason never sleeps um, and he never like waits for you to do anything. <laughs> and I always thought about
0: that too. What does he do in between killing people? You know he what just I mean? Hangs
1: out in, in the shed. Yeah. He's hanging out in the shed. Worships mom.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting too because what are Jason's hobbies. <laughs> yeah. We really want to get to who Jason is after part six is in the first four. Uh, Cause he's not in part five in the first four. He's really just some mongoloid dude. Well, he's not even in the first one. The first, the three that are him. Um, he's just some mongoloid kid and
1: dude who just kills people in the reboot pauses. He's like a territorial guy. He's like, you're on my land. Yeah. You
0: which know. makes, I, I think the reboots really good too, but um, yeah. So then they change it to me as uh, unstoppable zombie killer guy. And in this one, they say he can regenerate himself, which you can see uh, you mentioned in the, uh, the commentary, you, his mask, like the skin grows over the mask. So it, it's interesting, but yeah, the, I don't like the lighting in the movie at all. Um, you mentioned Farscape. It does. It's too bright, and it looks cheap because of it. Um, also, it doesn't seem... Where Alien, I think, actually is cost less money. This costs $13 million, which, I mean, now is whatever. Um, but it seems empty and sanitary and too clean. Um, um And empty. And empty, yeah. It's hollow. But
1: Sorry, then you, I'm looking up the yeah, Alien It's fine, budget. but then you
0: get... Um, the moments i mean there's an infamous killing it where he dips some lady's head in liquid nitrogen then smashes it on the counter and it hollows out her face which is so infamous that mythbusters did an episode about it um which is really cool i mean it doesn't make any sense but who cares
1: um uh, yeah the effect is good and it's yeah uh it's, it's brutal
0: yeah and i like i i we i mentioned too i when he breaks that kid's back and just throws him like a rag doll i think it's really cool um
1: so the budget for the first alien or at least got to alien. It was $11 million in yep. 1979.
0: So I don't know what that is in 2000 money, probably 30 million. Well, they got a inflation calculator. I'll look it up. <laughs> cool. Uh, so yeah. So then as we were watching it today, I said, yeah, there is a lot of trying to build suspense in the film. So it drags a lot in the middle.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of just like, we need to pad for time. So mm-hmm. they just have the characters walking in their stark hallways looking scared.
0: But yeah, it's uh, but there's fun things. I mean, he breaks a neck of one dude in it, but he doesn't just snap his neck, he slowly twists it till it snaps. Uh there's really cool moments like that. Uh you know, he becomes Uber Jason at one point where he's replaced with metal yeah. nanobytes
1: So an 11 million dollar film from 1979 would be 38 million, well 39 million um in 2020 wait oh wait jason was 2000 2000.
0: so what's 13 million in 2020 hang on so yeah so it's i mean there's some fun moments i think jason's design even before uber jason is pretty cool his kind of uh, chains on him everywhere and things sticking out of him
1: so 79 to 2000 is actually 26 million Mm. and then hang on
0: but yeah even that so the spaceships don't look that good in it Um, i appreciate what they were trying to do throughout the movie I I don't think it's again I don't think it's a horrible movie.
1: Um, uh, Jason X was thirteen, you said. Yeah.
0: And I always have a soft spot in my heart for Jason.
1: So thirteen million to today would be nineteen.
0: So still twenty million. That's a pretty big budget.
1: So, but it, yeah, a world like Alien looks, you know, better and more fleshed out and lived in for. And a I bunch think of it million. helps
0: that it was darker. Um,
1: yeah, when you when you don't like the scenes, you you hide all the the bad the, the filmmaking, I guess. Yeah.
0: yeah, which I think they needed is too bright.
1: Yeah, it was like walking around on a Star Trek spaceship. You know,
0: it's, it, it is the one Jason I don't have though. I, I there's two Jason figures that they have never made for some reason. I don't know why. So human Jason before he becomes Uber Jason and uh, Jason X and Part Eight. Uh, there's never been an action figure for Part Eight which is bizarre. They've had, like, two for part five. I have two for part six.
1: I'm sure Neck will get around to it.
0: Yeah, as soon as the thing gets resolved. Um, but, yeah, it's it's an all-right movie. It's fun. I, I still have fun watching it, um, besides all its goofy stuff. And uh, in the making of it, they mentioned that they were under a lot of pressure from the studio to make it, like, scream. And there is a lot of those wink-wink jokes in it.
1: Yeah, they, they make fun of themselves a couple times. Yeah, um,
0: which they kind of went against... Um, I remember Frank Mancuso Jr. had one, um, one note to Tom McLaughlin who made my favorite Friday 13th, which is part six. He said, you can make it funny, but you can't make fun of Jason, um, which I think's okay. I mean, cause you, 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 make fun of him, then he loses him being scary. And in Jason X, even Kane Hodder says there's a part where Jason's floating through space. And he said, um, we should cut some of this because it's just, it makes Jason look goofy. Hmm. And that's, I don't think that's a look you want. Um,
1: and the rules of this world don't add up. Like, yeah, his, his, so his machete can cut through yeah. um, metal. So why doesn't he just do that for a lot of yeah, uh, the rest of the movie? Um, you know, he, he punches that android's head off, but uh, Rowan is able to, like, hold his hand back. <laughs> yeah, so, when he's trying
0: to slash someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's fun parts. The flashback to Crystal Lake 1980s, fun. Yeah. Um, and we had a discussion. Would he be confused? I guess he would because, you know, in part two, he's confused when Ginny puts on his mom's sweater. His mom's sweater. Yeah. So, and I guess that's kind of a running theme that he can get confused. Oh, because he even gets confused uh, when Tommy does it in part four, when he makes himself look like, you know, dead oh, Jason. Oh, yeah.
1: Shaves his head. And shaves yeah. his head,
0: and it makes him stop. Um. So, yeah, it's...
1: Yeah, so, yeah, a hologram, definitely, like... Would
0: totally mess with him.
1: I'm sure uh, Jason's not, like, reading sci-fi fiction, <laughs> like, in his shed. <laughs> That's true. Um, it probably doesn't understand, like, technology at all. Um,
3: yeah. Yeah. It's yeah and the
1: CGI is really outdated in a lot of places. Um, I know that one scene, the like, the people are holograms that he cuts... So it's pretty bad Can excuse it for there. But even something like just like some of the keys on the space outside the window doesn't uh, hold up. And then
0: they have that uh, when they're flying the spaceship, you can see the little blue like hue around their hats and stuff where the blue screen is um, (laughs) that they never able to render out.
1: Yeah. And then the the science behind, you know, they they revive Ronan or Rowan. Uh, with the nanobots and she's like fully organic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they restart her entire body and you know, she doesn't have any metal implants. Uh, but for some reason, Jason and, gets metal implants.
0: Yeah. And, and too, when he comes back originally, he just need to thaw out. Like he didn't need, Oh yeah. He didn't need to be restarted or.
1: Yeah. Cause I, he's undead. So I guess, yeah, he wouldn't.
0: I guess he just has to unthaw.
1: Yeah. He just has to unthaw. So.
0: Yep. Jason X. I'm trying to think if we missed anything.
1: Yeah, there's not, not any great one-liners.
0: No. They um, do have the, the aliens uh, kind of sp- uh, section where the they call them grunts in this, where basically the Marines are running around a cargo bay and Jason's picking them off one by one, um, which are some sh- cool kills. I mean, they have the one where they said check on him, and she says he's screwed because he got <laughs> impaled on a drill. Um, okay, that was good. But then they have that weird one where Rutkowski gets stabbed in the ribs. He says, it's going to take a, more than a stab in the ribs to get this old dude or dog. And then he gets stabbed and he goes, yep, that about does it. <laughs> it's just bizarre. I guess it's trying to add levity to it, but I like my Jason mean. I mean, Kane Hodder is great. Uh, he, his movements are really, they have a purpose. and I Yeah, think, he, he feels mean. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I, I liked in the reboot too, because he was running again and he was like a mean Jason. Um, you know, when you rewatch him, I, the Freddy versus Jason, Jason, he's okay. He moves a little too slow for me is my only thing. He's kind of an oaf. Um, I think maybe part four is maybe of the early ones is my favorite performance of Jason. Cause he's quick and kind of just,
1: he's a little oafy, but he's still but like, he's unrelenting. Mean. yeah, Like when you bust through that door. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Or when he smashes that dude's head into the wall and he just crushes it. Oh, I yeah. Love it.
1: I guess there is a B story to this movie because the scientists, I guess, are also like plunderers. Yeah. So they're trying to sell all the artifacts they <laughs> yeah. find.
0: Well, the teacher is, is trying to,
1: Oh, and everyone else
0: is just, yeah, just students. He's just, remember he says that one guy says they're students. The educational experience is enough. Something like that.
1: So yeah, the the teacher is a Belloc. Yeah. He's exploiting his students. Um, yeah.
0: It's fun. I don't mind watching it every a year, or every
1: couple of years, and also I guess Jason Voorhees is is so infamous that his name still carries, carries weight in yeah centuries years later. Future, yeah, um, yeah, cool. I mean, what's a famous serial killer from like like from now t- four hundred two hundred fifty years, years ago? Yeah, Jack, well, I mean, the Jack the
0: Ripper. I mean, and he only killed six people. Yeah, maybe maybe you no know, five, something like that. Because serial killers weren't even like a big thing. I think he's Jack Ripper is one of the first. Well, documented, I guess. I'm sure there was other ones.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. they're Like, there physically were, but they didn't yeah. get stuff written about them. Yeah. Yep. So what are we doing next week, Brad? I don't know. So, actually, this is week 13, right? Mm-hmm. So we're around 14. Oh, we picked
0: a Friday 13th for week 13? Wow. What a...
1: Yeah, I was actually thinking that like, presents. oh, it's the uh, 4th of July weekend, but we didn't pick like a patriotic movie but yeah thir- it's the 13th yeah. um, although 10th also would have made sense too <laughs> um, yeah I don't know
0: there's that new movie I think it comes out on Netflix next week it's the Charlie's Theron one it's some action movie
1: oh at yeah, The Ground or something yeah
0: ground I don't know. Team. Um, I mean you suggested that someone that would throw out a movie we'd have to watch it since we're the only one here <laughs> I oh did Jason it's, it's X. up to me so it'd be up to you.
1: Yeah, so you burned yours on Jason X.
0: We'll figure it out. Brad, good seeing you. Thanks for coming up.
1: Yeah, it's cool to Do this in person again. Heck yeah. Um,
0: Till next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast.